0: Either you're in or you're out. Either you're intensely involved or you don't care. That is so true. I'm in or out. It's black or white. I am yeah. super passionate about something or I'm absolutely disinterested. Oh my God, I have to run away from this conversation now because <laughs> all my secrets are coming out. Like- <laughs>
1: welcome to absolutely right the very first graphology based podcast show in india my name is aditi sarana i am a graphologist a high performance coach and host of this show what is graphology you ask it's the study of understanding personalities behaviors the way human mind works by studying somebody's handwriting formation Now, you may wonder whether handwriting really works or not. If you have all those doubts, then please join in and listen to the conversation where I analyze a new guest every Wednesday to talk about their personalities, their strengths, their weaknesses, and for you to understand yourself by all the conversations that we have. Now, you know, every week I bring in new guests, somebody who is very successful in their walk of life, a pathbreaker, an entrepreneur, someone we can learn from and can get inspired by. And what is the idea? The idea is simple. When I talk about their success traits, when I describe those things in their handwriting, quickly look into your handwriting and figure out whether you have those traits or not, and you can harness and nurture those traits. If I talk about their mind blocks or the challenges that they're facing, which generally is a format of a show, then you can look at your handwriting and find out whether you have those challenges, and then the solutions that I give them might be applicable to you. Our guest on the show today is a female entrepreneur who was awarded 40 under 40 for a work in communication and PR especially during the lockdown and this award was given to her in 2020. The year was so difficult and everybody was downsizing but Akshara Lalwani, the CEO and founder of Communicate India decided to hold her guns and figure out a method to not only grow her business but also ensure that her employees are taken care of. Now we require entrepreneurs and leaders like that right, we want people who will hold their and will make sure that they will not only survive, but take care of people around them. I cannot wait to jump into the conversation with Akshara, but before I do that, let me tell you something interesting about her handwriting, something that you might have noticed in other people's writing. Have you seen somebody's signature going really, really upward? Like it is not at 45 degree, but pretty much like at 70 degree. That shows the enthusiasm with which the person carries himself, conducts herself, and that's what we will find in Akshara's conversation and the way she communicates. So get yourself ready to jump into this one roller coaster kind of conversation on the other side. Hi, Akshara. Welcome to Absolutely Right. I am curious to get into this conversation, especially with a professional who is a master with communication. So what questions do you have for me? You know, I have your handwriting sample in front of me. We had asked you to write on a blank sheet of paper and there is one paragraph and three signatures for me to look at.
0: Right. I mean, how interesting. Well, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, and yeah, I mean, so many questions, right? I haven't done this before. So nice. maybe I'm a novice in this space, maybe <laughs> a marketing expert, but a novice in graphology. Completely. <laughs> But tell me, what do you what, what, what do you what do you make out of my leadership style? What do you make out of me as a person and professional? Like, okay, that's
1: a loaded question.
0: Yeah, I have so <laughs> much to
1: talk about that one.
0: So, first thing that comes to
1: my mind is the way you look at every situation. If you walk into a situation, you are constantly looking at solutions and how you can learn from it, how you can create systems out of it. And people wonder, people are like, "Can you breathe, Akshara? Can you just like?" pause but you never thought about it like even as as a youngster even when you used to work with other people you always looked at it like if i have this problem 100 times bigger than this how can i solve it which was not needed which was never expected out of you that time but you literally sat there and kept looking at things to improve them and that is your way of solving problems and dealing with challenges your bigger problem is Akshara when you don't have challenges (laughs)
0: Oh my god, this is getting eerie, guys. (laughs) The loaded question comes with a loaded answer. You
1: bet. You you asked for it. I'm sorry, you asked for it.
0: (laughs) I did, but that is true. I mean, I would be a very jaded human being if I didn't have a challenge. Like, I wake up and I need to have a sense of purpose, right? Right. Like, sometimes you wake up in a pandemic and you're like, I was so eerie. I was just thinking about it. There was a client crisis and I was like, that gives me a sense of purpose. (laughs) I'm just like... Is something wrong with me why am i looking at this challenge like as though it's giving me a sense of purpose of existence and i was just like okay so yeah i totally get it right in the pandemic we are all questioning our purpose and our sense of what are we waking up for what what day why does a day have meaning and to me challenges and learning from challenges gives the day a meaning right not only day, your entire life. Now, I'm saying this
1: because in your handwriting, when you're writing this paragraph on a blank sheet of paper, we call it things like margins. So if you write to the right margin, right end of the page to the end of it, almost like falling off the edge, but not falling, you know, it's just like reaching like to the last bit that talks about somebody who is a risk taker, who loves challenges, who is constantly trying to, to go beyond their means and thereby create their
0: life. Oh my god, I need to like look at this piece of paper which I sent to you <laughs> carefully think, oh, yeah, now. <laughs> I, I, I am I am heading towards the end of the right hand side, right? But more but than if, the left hand side. There are
1: people who crush it and people who go beyond it, and you know, like who kind of almost reach the the end of it. You yeah. know,
0: your your ability to take risk is much higher. No, but that is so eerie because I love risk taking. Like I have a bucket list even for Everything that's agile related, right? I've done bungee jumping, scuba diving, uh, you know, um, uh, jumping out of a plane. I, I just, I just, I like the risk, but I think in business, like you really clearly said that I was a heavy duty risk taker, which I am even now, which I'm fairly impulsive. Like you really said, like, I would be like, if I meet someone interesting and I think that they have a great business idea, I'm like, let's go for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the person's taken aback saying, really? Are you serious? You want to start a business? You want me to work for you? And I'm like, I'm impulsive. But I think over a period of time, a bit of calculated risk. Mm -hmm. Kind of, I don't know whether it's, I think it's a bit of experience also that kicks in, right? Right. You, You just can't, You can't go jumping off buildings every day or become a parker, right? Like you you can't do that. But uh, in business, you want to have a little bit of a risk mitigation exercise. But I I definitely like the
1: risk. Akshara, I don't know. With all your interest, you might turn into a parker one day.
0: If (laughs) it fascinates me, you never know. (laughs) I can imagine. Jumping off lower Porel sky rises. (laughs) (laughs) You know, having
1: said that, as a person in relationship, you're extremely adjusting. Which doesn't come across because you're outgoing and you, you know, say things as they are and you are always this, you know, straightforward person. But when it comes to your real close relationships, even friendships for that matter, you're extremely adjusting, you're extremely giving and you do not say things that would hurt other people.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to hurt people conscientiously. Only if it's in their best interest do I want to hurt them and give them like a reality check. Check. But yes, I'm very generous and sometimes I think that's exploited. You know? Unfortunately. No, I I,
1: I would not agree with you. But I still
0: like to give. I enjoy
1: it. You know, in Marathi, my mom is a Maharashtrian so I I read a lot of Marathi and hear because of her. So there's there's this saying, this is which means that uh, the one who's giving must give give to a point that the receiver takes your hands and start giving to the other person.
0: Oh, wow. That's That's beautiful. It's like a paid forward kind of. Yeah, paid forward.
1: But when you actually give from that perspective that my job is to give and I would do the best possible friendship, best possible relationship in my understanding. And every time you evaluate it is where from other people's perspectives where things become challenging. Like when you're being generous, other people may say that I think you're giving way too much. And then Akshara, you start thinking about it because that's not your point of view. That's not how you look at the world. You would look at the world from like your perspective where you're like, okay, if I can extend myself a bit more, I will. If I can call three people and help you do it, I will. But... For other people, when they look at this action, they start evaluating you. And this is very important even for our listeners to keep in mind that we evaluate our actions from other people's frame of reference, which we don't agree with most of the time because Mm -hmm. they have different lifestyle, they have different belief system. You may or may not have that. So when you go and ask uh, for suggestions to your friends and, and colleagues and family members, they tell you what is best according to them. So, we have to sit down and evaluate it in our frame of reference, which is our personality and perspective. Because we don't understand, because the person might be saying it with utmost compassion and love for you, but still their frame of reference will be different. So, in your case, when people think you're too generous, they're coming from their ability to give. And according to that measurement, this is way too much, or this is mm. excessive. Not for you. So I yeah, don't, I don't
0: think so. But take
1: advantage
0: of you so. giving. Yeah, I was reading an interesting book, Give and Take. How interesting is that? The timing was <laughs> was pretty perfect. As like givers and takers, and then there's a sort of balance and equilibrium that needs to be there. Right. And then, uh, yeah, I try to keep that equilibrium because if you give too much of yourself, then you feel like you're not looking out for your own self.
1: Which is exactly what I'm I'm talking about. Because I feel when you give, you give because it fulfills you. Now, people do it from sacrificing their their self-interest. They do it to seek attention, validation. They do it so that other people would think that they're so great. Now, these all are needy ideas. And that is something that one should be aware of if you're doing it because in the future you'll get benefited then you will feel exploited all the time but if you're giving because giving makes you happy or makes you happier in that relationship then that
0: is your takeaway it's it's really fascinating because i would never want to give the there's a point where i wanted to give and i'm like i'll get something back but i don't think we should give from the perspective of wanting something back because that's just setting up yourself for disappointment always initially can't do it but well Why not? Why not to keep that as... You can know all of that from my writing? Like, seriously? (laughs) Wow. Okay. Over to you. More questions, please. Negatives. The positives come with the negatives, right?
1: Yeah, but also personality is such that you are designed in a particular manner. So if you look at a bird, not being able to swim could be his negative, but not technically. You know, you have your own strength. Ah. So the whole idea of like labeling our behavior is only in the context of where do you want to go? So as a leader, one of your negatives, which you already spoke about is your impulsive behavior. Now, I would not say call it completely impulsive because there is a rational behind it, but I would talk about impatience for sure. So you get impatient because you see something in your mind and you want that to happen right now. And for people, and I, I meet so many leaders with the same challenge or same trait in their writing, and almost every second episode I talk about it, it is shown in the the eye dots moving to the right side of your eye. It is shown in the T-bars, the horizontal line in T, being more dominated by the right side than the left side. So that talks about you wanting to move forward, move in the future, right now. And if you feel restricted because the other person is not getting a point, not doing what they are supposed to do, you start... You start feeling like this whole pressure building in, the whole anger building in, and it disappears in the next five minutes. But in that moment, the aggression is so high that people get intimidated. At some mm-hmm. level, Akshara, you also enjoy intimidating people, so you kind of like it. But that is definitely
0: one I like to call question. it leadership because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, sometimes they say leaders are born, but, mm-hmm. but on a separate level. Yeah, that is so true. I want everything. I mean, anything. Anyone who does anything slowly frustrates the hell out of me. I hate really long meetings. Like three hours. I'm like, you got me four points in the first 15 minutes you met me. Now can we like move Mm -hmm. on with our life, right? So how do you deal
1: deal with relationships? Because most of the time people do have that need to talk to you only because they just want to talk to you. Not because they have any point to make. Not because they have something, you know, to get to. It's just that spending time and
0: lingering in relationships, I think I've had to learn even with, even with a lot of clients and briefs. Like, you just have to you just have to learn to listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may not get a point across immediately, and I realize sometimes when a person goes and tells the entire story, sometimes you don't get something you could have in the first few seconds. I'm going to give you a little
1: hack here. Okay, go <laughs> for
0: it. So
1: uh, when people speak, when they're narrating the stories and you know saying things that you already know they have many micro-expressions. They have their, their eyeball movements, they have the, the skin moving in a particular manner, and that gives away a huge deal of information which is otherwise verbally not available. So if you start paying attention to that aspect instead of like just looking at the words and getting to the point, you'll be able to look at this as, as a movie. It'll become like a real-time conversation as if a director is suggesting things in the background and it it is beautiful and i feel that observational skill is something that you have with so many things you walk into a, a meeting you walk into a you know even a restaurant anywhere you just start observing minute things so you're highly observant it's just that you don't think in relationships or in conversations people provide you that variety which is not true they can only if you learn how to decode it you know it's like art right like if you don't understand the the grammar of that subject you look at it like, yeah whatever but the very moment you start understanding the the layering and the strokes and the, the yeah and composition so then you're like oh my god this is so beautiful so you start understanding things that are otherwise not available to you only when you start observing them so for you that would be a great hack because then every conversation will become like a new puzzle for you to deal with and you love puzzles so let's accept that one
0: yeah, I mean, may not be literally, but yeah, I mean, in this, in this people EQ thing, yeah. But I also think I'm a bit selective, a bit edgy with time of people I want to spend time with. There are very few people I would really like to give time as because I think, I think of time as a limited commodity. Yes and no, because if I feel every
1: time you talk to people and some conversations you cannot avoid, so you have to talk to them. Mm. So when you're there, you know, make a game out of it. And I'm saying this because relationships or being patient with people is the biggest challenge. So Mm -hmm. hacking it would become, you know, your uh, new rescue and new pursuit maybe.
0: Oh, how interesting. And what do you think? Do you think this is someone who can multitask, can do multiple businesses together? Can, Can serial entrepreneurship, does that look like a possibility here? A serial
1: entrepreneurship, yes, but one at a time or maximum two things at a time because you're so involved in everything that you pick up and you're so engaged with it. So for you, when you're getting engaged in things and doing things, it matters that you are you're on top of the game and not yeah. being able to do it gets to you. Yeah, I think
0: dropping the ball. I hate dropping the ball. I'm so hard on myself.
1: And thereby only two or three things you can carry around. If you decide to take like five things, at least two you'll drop. And that's not okay. So one of the things you you do like uh, in your signature, your signature goes really upward. So when you sign, instead of, you know, we have straight lines and then we have upward going baseline. Yours is almost at 70 degree. It is not like 45, 70 degree. Now, what does it mean if you if anybody, uh, you know, even for our listeners and viewers, if they have signatures that are going very, very high up there. Now, it is people think going up is positivity and it's like speed and it's like, posi- you know, enthusiasm. Upward signatures mean enthusiasm. Any anybody's signature that is going upward. But in your case, because it is going that high, it is going up to 70 degree. It pushes you at a speed and aggression And impatience that otherwise is not healthy. And I'm saying this because Mm. you start building your castles right away. If you, you know, as you said, you walk into a meeting and like, okay, this is possible. Let me do this. Now possibility driven thinking is a good idea if you can live with it and you can enjoy the process. But sometimes the fact that it is not happening right now gets to you. Now I do have your digital sample, like your photograph of your handwriting but i can tell the pressure with which you write is kind of high now it is you know like if you turn the page and if you uh, move your if you turn the page and if you move your hand on the rear yeah. side of the page you can feel the impression that's how we understand the pressure so if you use a ballpoint pen to write on a blank sheet of paper or any paper for that matter and if it leaves impression behind that talks about high pressure now anybody with high pressure finds it extremely difficult to stay uh, frivolous with things. Yeah. Either you're in or you're out. Either you're intensely involved or you don't care. Now, this is what you have to observe about yourself. So with that high emotional intensity, when you experience something, when you walk into a conversation, when you give people what they require, that is how you do your business, your relationship, your finances, your
0: social life, everything. That is so true. I'm in or out. It's black or white. I am yep. super passionate about something or I'm absolutely disinterested. Yep. Even I, within conversations, like within client patches, like if I have a meeting or a relationship and I'm like, this person is so interesting. I want to talk intensely to this person. The next person I could be so blah with. <laughs> We're like, ha, huh. like this doesn't hold my attention for even a second. Right. And yeah, that but that's is, so true. And that is because of
1: the pressure. So, you know, when people with high pressure try to do multitasking, it does not work for them. So, are people, everybody's wired differently. There are people who thrive when they're multitasking, there are people who do great when they're highly involved and intensely engaged. Now, in your case, that is true. So, I think you should stick to things that truly, truly, truly excite you, and then give you a hundred percent. What are relationships like
0: for me? Like, how am I in love? How am I as a friend? I mean, we spoke about the generosity kind of person, and of course, I am in and out, right? Like, I cannot be half in and half out, right? But what is that? What is it? What What are relationships in my personal
1: life? Okay, I cannot make this out from handwriting. Are you married? Are you you single? I'm married. Married. How many years? Five years. Five years, okay. Now, your relationship with your husband before getting married, if you had known him and your friends, was very, very different. The very moment you walked into this this institution of marriage, suddenly you are way more adjusting. You are way more uh, accommodative, which otherwise you were not you kind of keep keep other people's requirements and needs not as your priority, not as your utmost priority, but like in in your in your experience and in your you know consideration all the time, which you never expected yourself to do. You always looked at yourself as like this independent woman who would do this marriage thing on the side, and you know like my husband would take care of himself and I'll do my thing. Those were your ideas before getting
0: married yeah. <laughs> It's so weird because people are like, really? I-, I can be quite sometimes quite needy. Yeah. And the very
1: moment this whole marriage thing happened and in the institution, it's almost like the se say kadam under rak ka
0: But yeah, I'm quite adjusting. I think I think sometimes when you know you've committed, then you kind of adjust to see it through, right? And you make sure like you know, you're all in. Like like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. You're all in there, right? Like Yes.
1: And that's what people don't understand about you. So a segment of our conversation is called Autograph, Please, where I talk about, I look at your signature, which talks about your public image. And then I look at your handwriting that talks about who you are as a person. You know, we all have these two different images yeah. that we carry, but... When you have any gap or know, all of us have some or the other gap between our signatures and our handwriting and our public image and our personal mm. images. So those gaps give rise to many misunderstandings in relationships, in friendships, in social life. So let's mm. talk about in this segment what kind of misunderstandings do you experience when you're like, Oh, but I never said that. I never meant it. Why are you thinking about me like, like this? I'm going to give you a pointer looking at your signature. And oh wow! And okay. you give us an example of how that played out. Done.
0: Sounds okay. good. Done. So, Go for
1: it. Uh, so when you walk into your social avatar, you suddenly become very friendly you feel very connected, you, you appear to be very connected. And there are so many people who believe that you are their closest friend. And you look at them and you're like, yeah, I have to run out of this conversation as soon as possible. But because you have <laughs> a socialization in your signature, uh, in, in the way it was formed, you definitely feel you give out that vibe.
0: Oh my god! I have to run away from this conversation now because <laughs> all my secrets are coming out. Like, <laughs> like it is, it is insane. This is so, this is so fabulous. Because honestly, when I go to a party, I can put on a completely different avatar, right? I can be like this extrovert, and people are like, "Oh my god, you! Lo- I'm, I'm sure you love socializing, and you love being everywhere, and you love being the center sort of But if you actually get to know me. I'm a hidden introvert. <laughs> totally, totally. That, that, that <laughs> pretends she's an extrovert, but I am like the happiest, lying in bed, curled up, uh, you know, with pillows around me, with like a small kitten or a pet or something, Absolutely. and then just a book, and I just love it.
1: And you thrive in that environment. So lockdown is is your like like inner peace cocoon mm-hmm. that you have found with your within uh, yourself. <laughs>
0: It was so bad because the first time the lockdown happened and people were like, oh my God, what is this? And I was like, I'm so happy. There's so much time for me to do everything that I, all the books <laughs> that I haven't, I haven't read. I and all the classes and all the education, upskilling programs I wanted to do in Oxford and Cambridge and this. And I'm like, finally, life's giving me a second chance. And if I said that to someone, they'd probably slap me. Because they were so traumatized about being locked in the house, and I was probably jubilant, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, right? You can
1: totally relate to this. I, I do not tell this to many people, but now I'm saying it on the podcast, so obviously I'm saying it out loud. But I think 2020 was the best year of my
0: life. <laughs> I love this. See, see, I told you what we can did. I was like yes, so. <laughs> See, we're gonna to get to know you better on this not yeah. only me imagine
1: imagine I, I didn't expect that to ha- that to happen
0: like 2021 like the second lockdown is more like okay i've experienced it and you know this is more a pandemic and we don't know how we're dealing with it mm-hmm. but the first year there was a point of a sigh of relief like i wanted to do meditation i wanted to read so much i wanted to catch up on so many films that i hadn't got to watch like do so many edu courses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really, I agree with you. I think 2020 was where I could go like, take bucket list, take, Yeah, <laughs> take, take. This is my time, but utilize so it. So I think before 2020, you did all external things on your bucket list. 2020
1: was all internal things that otherwise you're not so getting true. time to do. Here we are, like I really want you to, to talk about your journey with your career. You know, we got so excited about all other aspects. We haven't covered the most important part of this conversation where I wanted you to tell our listeners about digital marketing, PR, you know, and generally how people can connect with these so-called complicated terms, especially now, you know, when, when in, during the lockdown, people have started their businesses or people while they're working from home, the meeting up and connecting with the so-called PR fraternity is not happening. So how do you go about it? What do you do?
0: So um, so I think, there's, I think this is a real time to upskill. Right. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe like whichever industry you are in. Right. I think don't get, don't get too perturbed by the terms. Like people use terms very loosely. um, And, and just conjure up the courage to ask people, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I think some of the most fascinating CEOs I've worked with are just like, they just keep it simple. Right. right. They just like, I don't get this PR. What is this ORM? What does it mean? And mm. like, oh, it's online reputation management, mm. right? Or you're like, oh, what is CPC cost per click? You know, right. finally, it's it's all about deep diving, spending some time reading it. You don't need an expert. You can, you can, you can deep dive yourself. Okay. You'll understand elements that you like mm-hmm. that come naturally to you. And then there are elements that are forced to on you. Right. right i think the pandemic has really taught us the value of a brand and the value of reputation right Definitely. i think a crisis always tests that right like when let's say if you're in a school and a school is said we're going to give you a refund and then right. they, and they don't manage to give a refund for whatever cash flow then there's a barrage of parents and barrage of students having an issue and it's, it this it's how the brand responds at that time which engulfs digital pr reputation management online so is i it- think yeah, I think this yes. is a time where you really start valuing credibility mm-hmm. because true. you may have built it over 50 years, but this one pandemic could destroy you
1: or, or, or build you or people see is the true. real part of you and they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like in spite of all these challenges, you're holding your fort and that's amazing.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think adversity is opportunity as well, right? And it, it just depends on how you handle it.
1: So what are the three or five things people can do, like small businesses can do right away?
0: Uh, first, stop making assumptions about the fact that you know your consumer. Okay. okay? I think that's the biggest problem. People live in their silos sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't really go to the consumer and really ask the consumer or listen to what the consumer really wants. So thereby you're saying set up meetings and
1: talk to them and understand what
0: your talk customer to really wants. Customer is do a small focus group, do calls. I mean, it doesn't even have to be you know, uh, so many virtual calls, virtual call. just connect and ask questions. Prepare yourself, ask your questions. You'll be surprised what customers actually say that they're looking for versus what they're getting. True. Listen to that feedback mechanism when you're designing your strategy or your campaign or your reputation. Uh, a customer will tell you your strengths and weaknesses. Also, will tell you your strengths which you need to build on and your weaknesses yes. that you need to fix. Right. Right. So I think that's really important because there can't be a huge customer. divide. Yep. Yeah. First, understand your customer, right? You're sitting over here with a bunch of people in your team and assuming, um, you know, this is, the, this is what the customer will like. This is the price point that the customer will buy my product with. This is why I'm different from my competition. But when you actually go down, mm-hmm. maybe there's category building awareness. Maybe the customer doesn't know what a stem cell is. I'm just giving right. you an example. Sure. Um, or does not know, you know, it's a replacement for a knee surgery? Okay, mm-hmm. and you need to educate people. Mm-hmm. But you assume that people already are educated, which is not the case. There's a dual channel of communication, which is beautiful, which technology has brought into us, which I kept saying about ORM, mm-hmm. is that you can actually hear real time what customers are saying about you. The feedback and is is available out there all the time. It- it's all it's out there in the time to a point where you can think of it, like I told you, it could be it could be a shock mechanism where you're like, oh, everyone, you know, it's feedback and it's criticism, but you can also look at it as a form of cri- constructive criticism, right? right. Like right. the elements that you take that resonate with you, mm-hmm. and you be, you can further build your strengths and you can figure out the pain points that are not there and start fixing it. So you can, can you actually give us an example. Of this? Um let me give you an example of um, I'm not gonna name I'm not going to name an institute but there was a um there was a um they said that you know some people had applied for for their courses and they said that we're going to refund the policy you can you can refund it right mm-hmm. and then the refunds were not happening so people mm-hmm. students were taking to social media saying i'm not getting my refund xyz but when they delve deeper you know and they heard instead of just thinking that there's something else or this is because of a COVID or it's because of a financial crisis, they didn't realize that maybe the person applied for two courses. Hmm. And both of the same institution was choosing one. So wanted a refund from one because the person had paid from both. Okay. So what it also tells you, stop jumping to assumptions. There were some basic formalities. You can say that if you've taken another course, we'll refund it for, or we'll adjust it according to your second term, etc. Those nuances... Mm. come when you're hearing the customer real time also it gives you the ability to pivot makes sense especially in times like these yeah like like you, you know like a lot of instances right where where a hotel pivots right they realize that someone can't come and dine in but they start talking about their express quick service right. uh, delivery you know which right. is a uh, clean free and they've pivoted right because they can't can't have people dine in but they can pivot in using Swiggy and etc as delivery partners and delivering so I think that's beautiful is how quickly you take feedback Hmm. you know what you need to take what you don't need to take and that works even professionally as well as personally right what works for you what doesn't like you said we
1: began our conversation
0: exactly so I'm just closing the loop there Uh And, and then you kind of pivot and you say okay I got this from it but how quickly do I rush to How quickly do I filter what the root cause is? Root cause analysis? Right. And how I implement it. Right. And effectively implement it in consistency. I I cannot say that
1: more. Just tell us what you mean by consistency. You cannot become
0: an expert. So anyone who starts a business now, Hmm. don't expect you can be an expert. And I can tell you, highly impatient and you can see that. (laughs) Is that you're not going to become an expert and you're not going to know everything tomorrow. Right you're going to know it over those 10,000 hours that you have to put it. And sometimes you have to do the same thing on repeat in order to be a doctor, like a surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. Like a publicist or a marketing professional, like a surgeon. Right. We do do the same thing on repeat, but it makes you better. And reputation yep. is amazing, right? It's amazing. It's unbelievable. And, and then
1: you start seeing those nuances that are not available when you do it initially. And this is where it the becomes- whole game
0: changes. That, that nuance could change yeah. everything, but it takes time to get to that nuance, then it becomes innately something that you just automatically subconsciously know what to do, right? right. But you have to put in those years and those hours to get to that point. That's it amazing. doesn't land, it doesn't when, land on your thing, you know
1: what I mean? Even starting the conversation, we spoke about resilience, and you know, you said one thing that if I want to identify myself with is resilience. Why do you say that? Like, is there any experience
0: or something that you... Look at the pandemic. Mm-hmm. What does the pandemic teach you professionally and personally? If you cannot be persistent and you can't be resilient, don't be an entrepreneur. I cannot say this more. Woman, man, child, serial entrepreneur, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you want to succeed, you have to be able to deal with failure. And failure could be personally. Failure could be professionally with a client being unhappy. Failure could be the fact that you're thrown challenges right um like the pandemic right where you have to adapt or perish yep right and and i think and i think that just this pandemic has made you f- been a very high catalyst for change of, of adopt course. or perish of course but but life will keep giving you in your professional journey these challenges right and someone used to quit on me like it, uh, like a a person who's worked with me for 3 or 4 years i used to take it very personally mm and I used to be like, oh, did I do something wrong? And, you know, how am I going to do and how is the business going to survive? But I can tell you 10 years old, you will survive and thrive, you know. Yes. That challenge mm-hmm. is a part of it. Someone's come and then someone better will come and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a part of a journey and the company and the mothership have to continue and, you know, and you learn, like you said, calculated risk, you create buffers,
1: yep. right? Also, also what you're saying is like you do not move away from your idea of success no matter what happens.
0: Never. You just do not take no as an answer and I cannot tell you just that one statement yep so, can much, be so much power you, right. boldness has magic in it yes, I keep saying that
1: no but that's so true that's so true and I, I can relate to it because when I started as a graphologist people are like what is it like are you sure like how why would you want to take up this as a career and I hear that even now because people are like are you sure you want to continue this for your life but but the kind of stories that you hear, the transformations that you come across only by sticking around is magical. So when you look at what your work and that whole boldness can do, you don't want to do anything otherwise. You're like, oh, whatever is the cost, I will live through it, but I'm going to stick around. So I, I, think, I, think, I think I'm think, think I i going to stay with that line. You know, boldness has, has magic to it. You literally keep making bolder choices and something that is not bold for other people, but things that are uncomfortable for you. And you keep working at it you keep in a way pursuing it for it to just be your strength things that are not working for you right now you become bold with them and they just change in the the way they approach you and the way you approach them
0: oh absolutely and and the second thing which is my most favorite line is like um it's okay if if certain people don't like you even even chocolate Everybody doesn't even like chocolates. So how will they like you? Right? All the time. And I'm like, that's amazing because sometimes when you start your journey as an entrepreneur or a business or a professional, you try to please everybody. And that's impossible. And even now, like
1: after 10 years, 20 years, when you were like when you become like a full-fledged professional, still you can't keep people happy. People will always come and say, What is this? Why are you doing it? There are other people who are better than you. Why
0: I don't want to like engage with you. And taking taking things personally can become challenging. That is and I, I, you know, and people used to tell me that you know, other entrepreneurs when I start my journey was like, "Don't take it personally." And I was like, "What the hell?" How can you mean? not do and I was like, star, that? Star, star, star. Now I freaking get it. Now I get it. <laughs> what that person meant years ben, ago, saying, yeah. "Don't take it personally. Just grow a thick skin." And I'm like, "What? what? Like how? What is this? <laughs> like how? Like how am I not supposed to react to this?" True. And I get it. This is just
1: so the last point I want to make, you know, before we, we say goodbye is about the whole idea of challenges can become horizontally wide, or it could become actually in-depth study of things that you become. So if you choose to go deep, it is equally challenging, but it would not stretch you in the way it is doing right now. So I would leave mm. you on that thought because, you know, areas where you find things are extremely complicated and interesting can become your dive in aspects. You can come up with perspectives. You can become a thought leader. You can become that expert, which otherwise people cannot solve those kind of problems. Mm. So you can look at your challenge-oriented thinking and can also choose to go deep instead of going wide all the time.
0: That is, that is brilliant. Thank you for that. I think I needed that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Most welcome. Well I thoroughly enjoyed this. Likewise, thank you so much for being on this show. and thank you know the, you.
1: the the whole idea of jumping in and figuring things out, I cannot tell you how much I enjoy talking to entrepreneurs yeah. like that. And the whole aspect of your personality where where you are an experimental person, you know, is very difficult for other people to understand. So please stick to your own understanding and, and your own assumptions and your own perspective on that because very rarely people would get the whole person
0: that you are. That's wonderful, Aditi. It was absolutely delightful. Mm-hmm. Bordering on Eerie, I must tell <laughs> how, how you have nailed this. But I absolutely enjoyed it. And thank uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Lots of love to all
1: yeah thank you so much bye. see you soon bye bye see you
0: bye
1: <laughs> so how was it for you did you learn something about yourself you know understanding personalities and smaller aspects through other people is what we do all the time when we read stories when we watch movies when we are constantly relating to other people to observe whether we are behaving like that or not so this indirect method of understanding ourselves is what we already know how to do we are bringing graphology for you to have one more data point one more way of analyzing yourself to confirm that your assessment of your own personality is correct or not so if you have learned something interesting in this conversation then mention that in the comment box on our youtube video or you can write to us on instagram my account is at aditi surana and if you have a specific question then you can write to me on write w-r-i-t at Surana.com. that's my email id now when we look at this whole idea of personality, sometimes we can figure it out and we move forward. But then there are other times when we feel anxious, when we feel lost, and especially during the lockdown, the anxiety is getting to people to another degree. People who are COVID positive, people who are caregiver to COVID positive patients, are also going through different level of stress levels. For anybody who is dealing with anxiety and is unable to cope up with it, we are doing a special social initiative for 21 days, and you can hop onto the workshop at any given point in time. It's a free journaling workshop. I speak a lot about different graphological method in which you can really solve your problems and be calmer mentally by connecting to your own self. So if you haven't checked it out, the link is aditisurana.com slash lockdown21. The workshop will be on till 12th of May, but you can jump in at any point in time and figure out your own journey. You can complete all 21 days through that process. Okay, so I will see you on that side if this is what the challenge is. If you are as fascinated by graphology as I am, then you can join our graphology masterclass that is starting on 1st of May, 2021. I cannot wait to start one more batch because every time someone learns about graphology, they go out there, implement it with their family members, their bosses, their employees, their colleagues, and come up with some really fascinating ideas and observations. It's like a cute game that all of us play and in the process, learn a great deal of insights about our own selves. If that's what interests you, then you can join the class. All the details are mentioned on the website. On our Friday episode, we will talk about loneliness. Something that is getting to so many of us and we have no clue how to go beyond that problem. So loneliness is the topic for our Friday short episode. I will connect with you on Friday. Till then, happy writing.